Today is Invocabit Sunday, the first Sunday in Lent. Invocabit is Latin for call. It comes from our intro to Appointed for the Day, Psalm 91, verse 15, which reads, When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. In the name of Jesus. We began this 40-day journey on Ash Wednesday this past week, calling upon the Lord in the historic litany, Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, amen. But to be completely honest, the journey did not start with mankind's calling upon the Lord. You see, sinful man always thinks that The journey begins with what he does, who he calls upon, how he acts, and what he should do. It is how you and I, the old Adam within us, thinks and does. If you go back to Genesis chapter 3, you'll note that all that God had created, including the male Adam and the female Eve, was, was good. It was, it was perfect, free from blemish, but our first father and our first mother listened not to the words of God, they listened instead to the serpent. You see, the devil called upon them. He called upon them and they completely and utterly caved. In the same way that you and I often cave, the things that we don't want to do that we keep on doing. Adam and Eve caved, transgressing God's simple law and eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so how did they respond in the midst of their sin? In the midst of breaking the one simple law that God had gave them? Let me read to you from Genesis Genesis chapter 3. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. The first thing we learn about sinners we see in our first parents. Sinners hide. The old Adam in you wants nothing to do with God. And it is exactly why you despair, why you worry, why you fret over the many things of your life. And for that sin, for the sin that we have inherited from Adam and Eve that is in our genetic makeup, our DNA, and for the sins that we have committed since, we deserve nothing but death and damnation. For the wages of sin is death. And if that was the end of the journey, well, it wouldn't be much of one, would it? But God, remember this, God doesn't cease being who He is just because sinners 
are who they are. Thus, Scripture tells us, the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And so amazingly, and quite contradictory to the ways of culture and sometimes even the evangelical Christian church today, it is not sinful man who first cries to God. Oh no. It is God who calls out first. Luther clung to these words, Vobestu, where are you? God called out to Adam and Eve, the first sinners. You see, God seeks out the sinner first, not the other way around. Do you get it? And if so, what do you believe according to these words? I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the one true faith. So where are you now? What or who are you hiding from? Perhaps you have your own ideas about how your life and your journey is supposed to develop. And if so, if it's your way or the highway, and this is what you call out to God for or demand of Him, let me share with you a little more background from the Old Testament. Background to the story of David and Goliath, our Old Testament reading for today that I referenced in last week's sermon. David is the second king of Israel. You see, having an earthly king was never part of God's plan for his people. But rather, they called out to God, moreover, demanded to him that they have a king. That was their plan. And you can read all about it in 1 Samuel chapter 8. But here's a few snippets for you today, the 411. The elders of Israel called out, Appoint for us a king to judge us like all the nations. There shall be, O God, a king over us, that we also may be like all the nations, and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. Did you catch that? They wanted to be like the world. They wanted to be like all the other nations, all the other godless nations. They had their own plans, and they could not look past this earthly life. The treasure that they sought was not that which is truly kept in heaven or in God's presence, but was, was here and was now, and by gosh and by golly, they, they wanted it. And they would do whatever they could to get it. So be careful what you pray for. Be careful what you demand of God. 
And so God allowed them to have an earthly king. His name was Saul. And what a mess that turned out to be. Saul was a hypocrite. Someone who claimed to believe and trust in God, but, but really didn't. And things got bad, as they always do when there is a lack of true faith. And so God chooses David, a man after his own heart, to be the next king. You see, while both Saul and David are sinners, part of that same genetic DNA markup and makeup that's been passed down, the difference between them is true faith. With faith, giants can be slain. You see, it is only through faith that one can call upon the Lord. It's only through faith that you can survive the battle against the giants of sin, death, and the devil that that surround you. But not through yourself or your own merits, for faith grabs hold, grabs hold of the one true king who alone can stand before a righteous God. Enter Jesus. As Adam and Eve were forced to journey from the bliss of the Garden of Eden, as the Israelites journeyed for 40 years in the wilderness because of their lack of faith, so Jesus comes to journey for you. The journey begun with Adam and Eve now ends with the only one who can call upon the Lord. The same one who called to them in the garden. You see, Jesus does not hide from a righteous God. Jesus does not hide from sin. He embraces it for you. Our gospel text, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry, and the tempter came to him. But unlike Adam and Eve, Jesus did not succumb to the devil's temptations He listened to the Word of God, which then became the stone in his sling, the rock that could slay such a giant. And this truth and this truth alone was his sword to remove, to crush the head of the serpent. And this same word, the same word calls out to you, in the reading of Holy Scripture, arming you for the battles that rage within you and around you. This word covers your transgressions in the waters of holy baptism. This word feeds you. This word now become flesh and blood and simple bread and wine. Moreover, this word withstands that which you cannot in temptation, 
and in becoming the sin-bearing sacrificial Lamb of God, the once-for-all atoning sacrifice. For there upon the cursed tree of good and evil, He bleeds forth the precious fruit of His blood, becoming now the blessed tree of life from which you are fed. From the cross, the Son of God and Son of Man calls out for your forgiveness and your justification. Father, he cries, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He calls out because the sinner cannot call out to God. The sinner hides. And so Jesus calls out to you. For you, God calls to God, and he hears. When he calls to me, our intro it reads, I will answer him. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And so... Becoming the tree of life, which graces the top portion of our stained glass window, the incarnate word thus feeds you and nourishes you, body and soul, into life everlasting. And now in faith, you are freed, freed to call upon him, coming forth from the hiddenness of your sin and shame. You who are tempted are preserved by him who endured. Behold your one true king. Let us thus focus our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Thus our journey is now a favorable time of salvation. For he has listened and he will help you that you in turn may love and help one another. In the name of Jesus.